So you're using WordPress and you have your business online. The next question is, now what? With so much to do and so little time, it's hard to figure out where you should put your energy. WordPress might be the foundation for your website, but it's what you do with your business that counts. In this podcast, we'll talk about building and running an online business, but you have to be willing to do the work and just show up. My name is Kim Doyle, a.k.a. The WordPress Chick, and this is The WordPress Chick Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, The WordPress Chick, and holy moly, happy new year to all of you. You're not going to believe this. Uh, Well, I guess you will, because I'm telling you, (laughs) not that that makes it believable, Way to segue. Good beginning. Anyways, you guys, I literally recorded this and it didn't record. Meaning I sat in in this show and I went to do some editing because God forbid I make the dogs leave the office when I record. And uh, one of the dogs was starting. Well, I guess it's a good thing. Went to go test everything, but started. Anyways, I got to open it up and not recording. Why? I use Zencaster, which I love. Um, note to self, make sure the microphone has the recording in progress volume levels moving. Um, and I was cleaning my office yesterday and was doing a bunch of stuff behind the computer and did something to the cord. So there we go. But anyways, I think I've got a little more energy for round two. We'll be good. Still finishing my second coffee and I've got a nice thing of water here. And excuse my voice. Oh, I don't know if you guys heard that, but yeah, I just, I got over a cold like a month ago and it's just like this scratchy thing won't leave. And I, I think it has to do with the weather. Maybe I'm not drinking enough water. Anyways, I'm doing the whole tea and lemon and you know, hot water and all that good stuff. Uh, So there we have it. So bear with me with my voice. I do have my two sets of beverages here, my coffee to finish and my water. So here we go. 2017. Holy moly, you guys, this is, this was the year of self-awareness content and some goodbyes. This is episode 173. And so we're going to go ahead and just jump right into it. Let's see if this is a little bit more succinct than the first recording. Not that you'll ever know. All right. So this is one of those years that I don't know about you guys, but it on one hand, it felt like it dragged on. And the other hand, it felt like it flew by, right? Although I do think that by the time December rolls around, I, I tend to say I tend to say that every year, you know, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's December. You guys do that? I don't know. Maybe it's in as I get older, <laughs> it feels like that. But I will tell you. It was a very nice December. I made a very conscious decision that I was not going to be rushed and crazy and overscheduled. And I said no to some stuff, which I'll fill you in in a little bit. Um, This was probably the biggest year for me in my business in terms of what has changed, which is really, really exciting. On the flip side of that, it also meant the least amount of income I've earned in a very long time. Um, But I'll tell you, it has probably been the most fun I've had in my business since I started it, which was, it'll be 10 years, this coming March 2018, Um, which is where this whole self-awareness comes into play, right? So 
let's go ahead and we'll just we'll jump into that. Um, twenty seventeen was the year that I finally said no more service work. What that means is no more websites, um, no more outsourcing, no more done for you services, no more podcast services, none of that. Um, and I will tell you that hopefully by now you guys <laughs> just roll with my transparency. And I did get the whole self-awareness. Gary Vaynerchuk has been talking about that. And I do think that this plays a huge key in really succeeding in your business. Right. Um, which is, which is why I had to say no more service work. It was scary as hell. You guys, I will tell you that, but I knew it was time. Um, this is something I've probably wanted to get out of for the last four or five years. But what happens is when you have something that's paying the bills, even though you know you need to pivot, it feels very much like, how do I do this, right? How do I make this transition? How do I shift into a doing something else? And it, it's really scary. And I just, I knew I needed to, to cut the cord for me because I had been wanting to for a long time, but didn't, I, I don't know what it was, you guys. Um, maybe I was a little bit spoiled. It was safe, um, to want to take my extra time to do more of my own thing. Because the truth is anytime I was working on a, on someone else's, uh, website, their projects, their, their podcasts, whatever, I always felt like I'm building someone else's business, not mine, because that was not the business I had set out to build. Right. So I took the first quarter of 2017 to wrap up the last couple of website projects I had. And then I had a couple of clients on retainer for service work. One was just some social media and blog posting. The other one was uh, podcast production. And I'll tell you, both of these clients are just awesome people, lovely, lovely people. And um, definitely could see working with them again, or just staying in touch, like just great people. But um, both of those sort of wound down organically over time. And, you know, you guys, it was, it was as awesome as it was. It was a little bit of a strange feeling for a while. Like I had to retrain myself on how to, how to create a schedule and and how to go about my day. And I I feel like it, it's take, I honestly feel like I took all of 2017 to get ready for 2018. Um, not consciously, but looking back, I can say that. Um, I always joke that I felt like I won the time lottery if such a thing existed because I would find myself with large blocks of time wondering how I was going to spend it, even though I had plenty that needed to be done. You guys ever been there? You know that old saying, right? Of if you need something done, give it to a busy person. Well, I was the example of why that needed to be done, I think. And the funny thing is that I was always, I've always sort of been type A and I really used to wear busy like a badge of honor. And now I just don't care. I just do what I need to do in a way. Um, But it was, it was interesting figuring out how to work, how to schedule my time and my days. And, and it's just, it's been a really wild ride. This whole process of shifting out of something to step into something else. And, I've talked so many times about fundamentals and mastery that I won't be redundant and get into it, but it was really owning that process and owning that I enjoyed the mastery of the craft. And 
I don't know if I shared this on the podcast with you guys, but I started doing watercolors. Um, I was actually an art major for a while. And just that was kind of what I used to do as a kid. Love drawing, right? I would spend hours in my room just drawing. And I, I did a lot of that kind of stuff in high school and posters and all that. Anyways, so I had stayed away from watercolors because I was like, and it's funny, I don't know that I would have had the patience for them even 10 years ago. I did a lot with colored pencil or pens or chalk. Um, I'd had some stickers actually published that I designed font stickers when I was at my scrapbook store like 20 years ago. Um, so I decided to to do watercolors and I did have a point that I was, why, why was I sharing the watercolors with you? Now I'm, I'm kind of at a, at a brain loss here, but um, time, I think that's just it, is really, you know, balancing that free time. And so I, I kind of knew I needed like another creative outlet. And there was something about the process, right? In mastery of the craft. That's where I was going with this. And I thought, you know what? It was, it was just, I'd been having this thought and this, this feeling in my head of, I need to start doing something more tactile, right? Like physically doing something creative. Um, because you guys, again, I used to, I still have all my scrapbook stuff and we'll definitely pick it up again. But I, I just, I was like, oh, it, I don't know why that felt more like more work. So I had some watercolor stuff, got it out and would find I could get lost in it for a couple hours. And I'm really pleased with, with the direction that's going. But I just enjoyed the process without expecting an outcome, right? So that's sort of how I, I had to look at this newfound time and figuring out what direction I was going to go in, right? So making the decision to shut down the service work also meant shutting down the outsourcing side of my business as well. Um, if, I don't know if you, if everybody knows this, I've talked about it a few times, but um, I did have an outsourcing company. Also something that I never intended to start you guys that came to fruition after I had started doing some coaching in 2013. And a lot of the people that were coming to me for coaching had a similar type business. Like I would say that that we built WordPress website. I would never websites. I would never say I was a developer, right? And which is why I hired a developer and a designer because I knew how WordPress worked. I understood the marketing and you know, and so I kind of found a my niche within there, right? But I can also tell you <laughs> when you go to hire, really be clear about what you're hiring for. Meaning it was when I made commitments to hiring a team that I felt a greater sense of responsibility to continue doing websites that I never wanted to do in the first place. And you guys, hindsight's 2020, right? It's having gotten through it and being on the other side of it. Now I can see where the financial stress came into my life. Not that it wouldn't have been there if I didn't have website projects because I would have had to be selling something, right? And it was all through doing this that I that I learned and created content and found my sweet spot. But um, you know, all of these coaching clients that that were coming through me had similar businesses, so they I found that they needed designers and developers. And so, next thing you know, I've got this outsourcing company, and um, also something <laughs> like I said, I didn't want, but. You know, in addition to being nervous about letting the recurring revenue go, because this, these were all auto payments and salaries and stuff, um, 
I had been working with my lead developer and designer for almost six years. And I really wanted to do what I could to keep them whole, right? Because for most of that time, they were on retainers, which I hindsight's twenty twenty again. I wonder how many times I'm going to say that in this episode. Um, but I, I had shifted to just hourly or, you know, at, at one point. So that was fine. But I care care about these people, right? I'm still in touch with them. My designer still does stuff with me. Um, but so what I did is I talked directly with the clients and with my team and I wanted to keep everybody whole. And again, the clients, I wanted to make sure, you know, they had developed relationships with the de- developers and designers. And so let them just go directly to them for what they needed in a way that worked for them. Um, and so it was, it was kind of a win-win and, um, no one had to start over. And since, I mean, I've referred more people to the lead developer and designer because like I said, I mean, they were always there for me and would be, and still are, like I said, but it was, it was scary needless to say to let that go. But I can tell you that even before everything wound down and it was like done, done, because I want to say the outsourcing, I think it was April 1st. You know, you guys, even letting go of teamwork, which was 150 bucks based on the size of the account we had to have, it was like, huh, like all these little wins that feel free, right? When you don't have these attachments to accounts and, and people are just not having to log into teamwork and follow up on tasks and, and do bill. It just, ah, oh, it was like, as soon as I made the decision to shut down the service work, I felt as though the weight of the world had been lifted off my shoulders. Like I said, you guys, I t- never intended to do websites or service work or really client work. Um, and I'm not, there's, there's zero judgment in people. It just, it's not me. It, like I, I've said it before, I prefer being the star than the producer. And it was just time to own that. And um, the truth is too, I didn't really have a definitive direction or, or real clarity around what I wanted my business to look like when I started. And again, this was back in 2008. I wanted to get into information marketing. I thought it was just blew my mind that people were selling digital books and making a livable income online, right? And and it's so much more about back then it was like people would find a ghostwriter and write a book on party planning. This was one of the first seminars I heard this guy saying, and he was making eight or $9,000 a month selling eBooks on planning children's Halloween parties. I was like, what? Mind you, that's, that's the, the hook, I guess you would say, because of course, then there's this marketing piece that has to happen, right? And you have to have paid traffic or a list and all those other things. But needless to say, that was really, I didn't know what it looked like. Um, I, I, didn't know what a podcast was at the time. I'll tell you that much. Um, I, I simply knew that I wanted an online business that allowed me to stay home for my kids and pursue things that made me happy and to never have to go back to a job I didn't like again, aka retail. Um, unbeknownst to me, I ended up creating a job for myself though, right? At least how that's how it felt. There are so many ways I could have been more profitable and grown more of an actual agency than I did. But the truth is, I've said that a lot too, huh? You know, anyways, I almost went into a little side non sequitur moment there. Um, 
it's it's really hard to say I'm going to invest in a course, right, on on how to build an agency when you don't want to be doing it in the first place, or I'm going to hire more people or set up systems and take the time and energy that's required to do this properly when it's not what you want to do in the first place. Um, so there are definitely things that could have been done different and better and all of that. But at the same time, that's how we learn, right? So it's the best way that I can describe this to you. It's, it's how I felt after doing podcast services for clients as well, which, you know, for what it's worth, was way more profitable than websites. And in my opinion, websites have really become a commodity. And you're going to see a lot less people feeling the need, I think, to create them, even though that's, it's kind of like that. uh, What's the basis? I don't know, like, you need a car to put gas into, it doesn't matter what it looks like. But that's a horrible analogy. Let's just scratch that one. (laughs) But, but again, it was really knowing that every time I was working on someone else's stuff, I felt like I should be working on my own stuff. And I've heard so many people say that I want time to work on. And literally in quotes, you guys quote, quote, unquote, my stuff. A lot of people that do service work feel like one of my, you know, it's the shoemaker's children has no shoes, right? You never have time to get to your own thing because you're constantly in that space. So you have to be prepared to scale and grow to remove yourself from that piece or you don't do it right there. It's really hard to balance that. Why I couldn't, I don't, I think I just was, and you guys, I, I wasn't like depressed or miserable in the last 10 years. I don't want to say that. There was just enough times um, that I was like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this. So working through letting this all go um, w- was just a long overdue process. Um, but I really, I, I, I took the time to go through it, you guys. And so much of this, you know, the, this piece of it is what is what's, I built a business around meaning my brand, my online identity, but all of these things required a lot of self-awareness to say, to look at this and say, it's time to own what I want to do. It's time to own that I want to have fun with what I'm doing. I really believe that you guys, it doesn't mean there's not going to be long days or work, but I can honestly tell you there's nothing that I do in my business that I don't enjoy anymore. Um, I, I really just needed to take a good long look in the mirror and say, how is it, uh, you know, how is it that I help, I can help people the most? How, what, what brings me the most joy? And then, you know, when you're doing stuff you love, it, it spreads, right? You can show up better for other people. Um, and, but the truth is when I took this look at what I was doing, none of it ever included service work. Um, before I get into like what this all meant for my business, I want to drive home a few realizations I had also that tie into letting go of all of the service work as well. It's, it was, I had this realization because of all the, my immersion, immersion. Why did that sound weird? But immersion into Gary Vaynerchuk's content um, about betting on my own strengths. So I, I set the intention in December. I said, you know what? 2018, I'm going to double down on my strengths. That's it. It's time. I'm going to focus on things that I'm good at. I'm going to stop trying to do things that I don't enjoy and have zero business doing. And it finally dawned on me, (laughs) slow learner, that it's crazy to try to get good at something you hate, right? Here's the example. I did this. I shared this in an email recently. Um, Bookkeeping, administrative tasks, and paid traffic. 
pay traffic I don't hate, uh, but there's a lot to it, right? To understand how to optimize and add and traffic and targeting and all of that stuff. But, you know, let's talk first about the bookkeeping and administrative tasks, because now that I don't have client work, it's a lot easier to not stress so much about these two things. However, that being said, lead surveys, which I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. You guys have heard me talking about it for a year. It will, it should be live on my site by the end of the first week in January. Um, But I've got lead surveys launching. A premium membership is coming in January. And it's time to really look at how those things can be done without me deciding I need to go learn QuickBooks or master a new project management platform because I have zero desire to do either of you guys. Um, I think of myself as a somewhat intelligent person, right? And accounting in QuickBooks is not algebra or geometry. <laughs> it's basic math. Um, but I don't like it. I don't like doing it. I just don't. Same thing with administrative stuff. You know how many times I tell people, feel free to follow up with me, feel free to follow up with me. And, you know, the, this BS around, well, if you cared, no, no, that's not how I show up. It's it's not a strength. And so what does that look like, right? <laughs> because the truth is my strengths are in creating, are in connecting and inspiring people and being me. And when I say creating, I mean creating content, courses, whatever, creating um podcasts, right? But then taking it and, and making it a post and promoting it. It's the marketing stuff that I love doing and, and creating content. So what it means for my business is focusing on two things, content creation and marketing. That's it, you guys. Everything I do will be done on two sites and there will only be a couple of offers. And the beauty in these offers is there is an overlap. Meaning I'll do more of this in another episode, but with lead surveys, my role is content and marketing, right? And and we're looking at maybe by the end of the first quarter being able to um, bring on help for these things. That's that's the goal. I mean, I look at you know, I, I don't know. We I've got my goals in my head for that. But here's the thing that I want to tie into before we jump into content, and that is the role that relationships play in all of this. So let's take the accounting bookkeeping piece, right? sorry, my coffee's starting to get a little cold. (laughs) I need to finish this. Is uh, I reached out to like my childhood best friend. She grew up across the street from me. Like we were so close that our parents were like, stop knocking on the door, just come in because I got so tired. We were in and out of the houses all the time. Um, But she has her own CPA firm. She's in Sacramento, which is about an hour away. So I talked to her. I I said, can I talk to you about some of the stuff? And because setting up the right business entity and an escort and all that stuff, doing that and wanting to know had she run done accounting for a SaaS company because my business partner Gordon is in Croatia um that you know setting up the business name but he's a partner and how do we set that up so if you thought our government was a little bit um challenging <laughs> he's got a speed but so it's it's setting all that stuff up and if i were to try and spend the time doing any of this like holy moly, there's, I wouldn't be able to create content, right? So I'm setting this up with her. So how this will work, since we'll be selling it, you know, like kind of quietly, I think we're not really pushing launching till the end of the month. But if it starts selling and stuff, having setting up a time 
having an appointment with her, what do I need to get in play? What are you going to need for me? You're going to need, you know, bank accounts. You're going to need, you know, the, the EIN number for that. What, what is it you need so that she can be brought on? So as soon as we have this machine running, the marketing machine, meaning and people are signing up, just take care of it. Take care of the taxes. Take care of anything that needs to be done. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to look at I, just whatever. I won't touch that. Let me do my thing. I've got other income over here. I, anyways, so setting that intention, right? Same thing administratively. My goal is to, you know, at some point, I don't know that a project manager is something we would need uh, within lean surveys, but I would love a VA really to help me with scheduling and follow-ups and promotions and those things. So, and someone that just is for me, right? So it's, I'm starting to define what that role looks like. I probably wouldn't hire before the end of the first quarter, but knowing this is where I want to go. Lastly, relationship piece ties into this too, is the paid traffic, right? Um, I had a, an amazing conversation uh, probably two weeks ago with a friend, uh, Andrew James. And Andrew and I met through the Mastermind a few years ago. And they are just celebrating. He and his wife are celebrating their their son's like first birth, right? First birthday. So they've got their first little one. And I'm always commenting, super cute. His wife is darling and just, oh my gosh, she's so cute, whatever. So he messaged, hey, let's, let's catch up. Let's chat. What's, and we just, it was just to catch up and see what's going on. I said, look, I'm launching this SaaS. Long story short, he has a media buying company. That's what they do. They do pay traffic and he's crazy smart. And so we talked and I had thought about going to there in Salt Lake City about driving and getting stuff set up, but it feels a little bit premature. So what the point is, is not the point. What we will be doing is setting up a call, right? So my business partner and Andrew and I will have a call getting things in place. We've already talked about the three primary funnels that we can use to market this. I need to know the second we start driving organic traffic to the site. Where, what pixels should I have in place? What should I be getting ready to do so that we can bring you guys on? Because I do not want to even attempt to run paid traffic myself. Um, and so that is the intention uh, with Andrew. So again, you guys, all of these things happen simply from having conversations and getting clarity. So even if you just take an afternoon and just write, okay, what what does this look like for me? What are my strengths? what would I love to offload? You don't have to worry today. You don't have to know, forget the worrying ever, ideally, (laughs) but you don't have to know what that looks like. But start getting clear on it because it's too hard to get clear when you needed somebody yesterday, if that makes sense. So let's move into the content piece of today's show. And, you know, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I people are talking more about content again. And maybe it is just your own awareness. You know, it's kind of like when you buy a new car and then all of a sudden you see it everywhere. It's because your awareness of that car has changed. So maybe that's part of it too. Um, But I absolutely love, I friggin' love that people are talking more about content again and that content marketing is pretty much just marketing now. It's not optional. We all need to do it. And now more than ever, it's about unique original content. So there's a lot less formulas that work for SEO, meaning less, you can go create content immediately, get out of your head with these tactical strategies. And, you know, my hashtag is everything is content. I know Gary, 
me and Gary are buds now. By the way, you guys, I'm going to set the intention out there for 2018. I'm going to get him on the podcast, which is becoming the Kim Doyle show. And we're going to talk about that. But this whole document, don't create. So I think that that is a big shift that's happening. Um, and I and I do have some content predictions that I'm going to make in a minute. Um, but this year, so I launched, as I decided to really focus on the mastery of the craft, that's and I mean like through email marketing and, and whatever it is, but it, looking at the content and getting better at it and knowing, again, what are my strengths? Are my strengths, you know, super deep researched citation type articles? No. Doesn't mean I want it all to be fluff, you guys, either. It's just what am I doing? How is it working? This is what I'm trying, etc. Right. So uh, it, over the summer, I launched my content creators Facebook group. And we're at almost 1200 people. You guys, I'm so thrilled because now it's happening quicker. Like the growth is now, it's that compound effect, right? I am so thrilled about this group, you guys. It's an amazing group of highly engaged people who are supportive and positive. Like you guys, I I don't, we don't do bitching and complaining in there. It's just, you do, you're going to get booted. It's plain and simple. If you need to be a devil's advocate just for shits and giggles, excuse me, then you're going to get booted too. Like I, not... Not at not in my space. <laughs> We're nice people. <laughs> um, another Gary saying, "You guys are going to get so sick of me, right?" But um, doing the right thing is always the right thing. I love that. Um, but I honestly could not be happier with the direction the group is in. Do I have plans for this group? Absolutely. Uh, but again, that'll probably be a whole separate episode, and you'll be hearing a lot more about it in 2018, which is you know all of two days away, assuming this recording goes smooth and I'm not doing it tomorrow. Um, but you know, when I think back to the investments that I made in my business over the last few years, which was uh, like the mastermind, and then hiring Jason Hornung's Facebook ad agency, um, after having well, those are big financial investments and time commitments, right? Um, but I decided after having been there, like, and it was actually I should I am going to give credit to Jason Hornung for this because it was watching the mastery of his craft, which is the advertising, and watching how he studied direct response marketing and you know books from 50, 60 years ago, all of those things. How it, it, it's just he completely flipped my perception of this space upside down. There was such a commitment to the mastery of the craft that it got me excited again. And so that was really what what I focused on this last year was getting better at doing the things I enjoyed doing and enjoying the process of that, right? I love creating content. I feel like it is the best way to build your audience unless you've got super deep pockets and can just go buy it, but then you need but then I'll tell you what, it's so much easier to show up and talk. And I'm going to talk about this when we talk about promotion in a second, but it's so much easier to, to show up and promote when you've been walking the walk, right? Um, the key, like I was saying is, is, is promotion. You have to make sure you promote your content and you have to promote it consistently, reshare old content, you know, pull out different tweets, create different images, whatever you can do, to do that consistently. Um, I used to co-schedule for this. Um, but I've also gotten better about emailing my list about new content, novel idea, right? You guys, you know, it's funny in the, in the post, cause I always write these out. So I was saying, you know, I don't know what my hang up with promoting was before, but I do actually, my hang up was feeling like an imposter because how, how it is I built 
a brand around something technical when I'm not a developer, right? And not that you have to be a developer, you guys, but I was I was focused on showing sort of the everyday user, the business owner, how to use WordPress, which I did. But I always felt in the back, I'm like, well, we're building websites, but you're not the one doing it. Like you can do the marketing and which is how you guys, I got website clients with no portfolio on my site because I was constantly creating content and I was walking the walk from the marketing perspective. And so, you know, it was, it was, I, I, I did a content strategy course earlier this year and it was the easiest thing in the world I've ever sold because I'm walking the walk every single day. And so it doesn't even feel like selling when you're doing it and then you're just letting somebody know how you can help them do it. it. It's really that simple. And because there are a lot of people in this space who will figure out how to do something and then they go and then they're going to do a course on it or they figure out how to, how to use a tool or a platform. And instead of saying, you guys, I just found this. I've only done it once. I don't know how it's going to work. They just go, oh, here, you should be doing this. You know, so there is that. And then what happens I'm going to get esoteric on you guys, so bear with me. I do believe there's an energy around that that's, you know, you're really not qualified to be teaching it or selling it, but you don't have the integrity. And it's this is not a dig. I'm not trying to, you know, slam people for this. But you don't have that own integrity within yourself that says, you know, here's a great example. Take funnels, right? how can you be doing a live stream preaching to people about funnels if you don't have working funnels? Right? Just a simple example. Um, You know, even before I started doing daily emails, I started talking about daily email because I was studying it. But I was clear about it. You guys, I've been following this guy, Ben Settle and talking about that. But holy moly, did things shift when I started implementing it. And, you know, there is something it's so much easier to promote and market and sell. Selling is not a dirty word, but to to put yourself out there and make the offers when you're walking the walk, right? And the truth is, you know, how did I get over my fear of self-promotion? I just did it, you guys. I didn't read a book. I didn't follow anyone else's steps or tips. I simply made the decision to do it. And really it was it was the email um, because I thought, okay, I can do this one thing can do this one thing. And I was okay with calling it my almost daily email because I went from emailing once or twice a month to a few times a week then frequently. And so it was it was that practice of doing it. And more than anything else, did I get unsubscribes? Absolutely. Did I get people, some people, stop sending these. I'm like, unsubscribe. A lot of people love it, right? But it was through the doing of that that I, I gained strength, I gained um, confidence in my own abilities, because, and then I was, it started to get really fun, where I could test a headline and say, okay, well, if I put this in in the title, is this going to work or whatever. So, you know, it's, it's just doing it, you guys, you have to get out of your head for a minute, and just say, I just need to take care of this. And it's going to work at first, maybe, maybe not, but you can't don't wait for permission from anyone else. You're the only one in your way. So, um, okay, Let's talk about my predictions for content here. And I am going to throw this back out there. If you have not joined Content Creators, the Facebook group, um, we're doing a lot of live streaming in there and hot seats like Q&A. So if you want to work through something, say the word and you and I get on live and we work through it. Um, All right. So here are my predictions 
for, for content this coming year. I think we're going to see less tactical content for the sake of SEO. What do I mean by that? So listicle posts, right? That's the best thing. I know the search engines love them. There will always be a place for them. SEO is not going anywhere. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is so many more people are consuming content via mobile, um, on the go. And so while I will always do, I'll always have my own website with my own content optimized, right? So there's that. But I think you're going to see people sharing real life stuff. Um, and, and I talk about that more, but you, the documentation, the the sharing, the vulnerability, we're going to see that where it talks more to the, the person reading as opposed to search engines finding it. Um, and it's this latent semantic indexing, I believe. And I apologize if that's not right. But the long story short is that with AI, artificial intelligence and new algorithms and all of that, that there is an understanding to the flow of content and the conversational tone that it takes. So I, I think we're going to see that less people, You're. let me just say this, okay? You are way better off just creating some type of content than creating nothing because you're trying to figure out SEO and do keyword research, okay? Like I get it, I get it, I get it. That stuff matters. I'm not saying that, but getting out there and getting better at it, the mastery of it and, and sharing and just talking and having conversations with people is is key. So less tactical content for the sake of SEO. I think we're going to see more long form content on not only your own website, but on other platforms like social media or, or you know, medium as an example. So, you know, think that a lot of people might do a full post and then they put the entire post on Facebook, test it, you guys, you've got nothing to lose by copying and pasting and engaging, and then doing the follow-up and having those conversations. Uh, Video content. I know, not much new here, but I do think live video will continue to grab attention. And that being said, anytime you have video and you can, this is where an admin, right? Uh, Or a VA or somebody would come into play. But going and getting the, the connotations put, you know, taking the time to put those over the video because how many people might be consuming video um, when they're at work or just in a place where they can't, they don't have a headset, so they can't be listening. So I do think there's a ton of opportunity with that. Um, More audio content, podcasts, anchor, um, audio in posts, whether it's a podcast or not. um, I think you're gonna see more audio on social, you know, and even in your courses, you guys, if you're selling a product or a course, I highly recommend that you, any videos you have, that you strip the audio and let somebody um, download the audio as well, because there is this passive consumption that happens with audio, right? And as an example, I've talked um, about Anchor before, but you can export your Anchor as a video uh, with transcripts, uh, with the annotations over it. It's it's really, really powerful. Uh, So I do think we're going to see more audio content and I am stealing that a little bit from Gary, again, me and my buddy Gary, because, um, you know, you look at the fact that Amazon Echo, which I got an Echo for my kids for Christmas, I'm excited, I haven't set it up yet, but now has Stitcher. So I can say, you know, Alexa, play Gary V's, you know, Daily V or whatever. Um, but I do think because time is this really precious commodity we're all limited in, um, if you can consume content passively, it's, it's pretty much audio. That's the only one. Uh, social relationships. I do think that people are craving the in-person connection. I think we're going to see a lot more content created where people are meeting in real life. 
So, um, a great example. I, I did an, actually an anchor recording about, uh, getting over being uncomfortable. And I went into San Francisco for dinner and it wasn't that, oh, I'm nervous about going to dinner. That's not at all. You guys, it was more like, oh my God, this is a pain. <laughs> this is the mountain out of a molehill that I do. Um, and you know, but I did, I, I had to go up to my parents in the morning, which is a four hour round trip. You guys came home, got ready. Then I drove into San Francisco for a dinner, which was just a connection. That was it. Um, but what we did, you know, took pictures, connected with people, then, you know, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun for me. Now these people are doing one person, I think at the table is doing live streaming. But otherwise, I was like, hey, let's do our first live stream. One guy has this great podcast. I'm like, oh my God, Kyle, you should tell you to be live streaming. So we did it. And I just did it into the content creators group. But um, I do think these real life connections are a great way to create content. Uh, more content about the mental and emotional side of running a business. Uh, Troy Dean did a great post on anxiety. Um, uh, Gary Vee's talked about this where in the tech industry, people have committed suicide over their, their startups failing and stuff. And there is this, we are really on information overload. And, um, so it's, it's about being able to connect with people where they're at. So if you can share, and, and I always say this, you guys baby step your way into this, but if you can share the highs and the lows in a transparent way that really works for you and provides value. People want to know they're not in it alone. People want to know, God, am I the only one that, I mean, this whole spiel that I gave on not wanting service work. I know I'm not alone in that. I know I'm not alone in that because I've had so many conversations with people. Um, So from that perspective, think about where you can go. I've talked, uh, I think a decent amount about this this year. I've had some, you know, uh, my son was going through some stuff and it was really trying. It was challenging. My mom had a mastectomy this year. It was, you know, a lot of stuff and, and lead surveys, my, you know, poor Gordon had some major health issues come up that slowed stuff down. So one, I was grateful that I have the space in my life to show up for people. Um, but, but really it's, I, I think creating more content around that side of things will benefit you as long as you're not, <laughs> I, I should put a clip in the post to Debbie Downer from Saturday Night Live that wah, 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 always just a negative. Um, and then my last prediction is more behind the scenes. The document don't create, right? Everything is content, you guys. My intention for January is to start doing live streaming. I'd love to commit to saying I'm going to do it every day. And I just might where I hop on after I've done my email and I do a quick live stream about how I took um, – you know, walking the dogs and turned it into a piece of content that led to a course offering or a, a plug-in or a post or a podcast or whatever. Cause I really, really believe that everything is content. It's, it's how you frame it and how you craft it. Um, so I think I'm going to, I'm going to jump in there and say that, that I'll, I'll be doing that. That's going to be from my Kim Doyle business page. So that URL is it's facebook.com forward slash the Kim Doyle because Kim Doyle is my personal profile. So the business page is the Kim Doyle. Um, so I, I really think it's about relating to people, whatever they're going through, where they're at, right? That's that sort of just show up piece. And last section for the show today are goodbyes. And um, I promise it won't be super depressing. It's, it's actually pretty liberating, in my opinion. 
but besides saying goodbye to what was essentially my business for the last nine years, besides that little thing, right? I still can't believe it's 10 years this March. Um, I've, I've had some other goodbyes this year and, you know, a few friendships that simply seem to have run their course and that's okay. And there were friendships that came about through my business um, and people that I would say were dear friends. And, you know, at first, um, the little kid in me was really sad. Like, what happened? Kind of thing, you know. Um, and for what it's worth, I'll always care about these people. And who knows? There may be a point or a path when our paths cross again. Um, or, you know, we rekindle that, whatever. But really, because um, the truth is, you guys, there wasn't a major falling out. Um, it was, which which really supports the whole organic way that things unfolded. Um, But I realized it was time for me to move in a different direction. And the truth is that not all friendships are supposed to last forever, right? There's that whole trite saying that there's a season for everything. Um, And I, I do think part of this came from a very conscious decision I made to spend more time implementing and less time talking about stuff. And there are a lot of people that I've, I've said it before you guys, I call it the peripherals that spend all this time on the outside. I'm, I'm totally visually doing this with my hands. I wish you could see it. Um, But they spend all this time on the outside planning and strategizing and coming up with names and graphics. And, you know, they do the, but they never actually get in and create the thing. So if you have been a partner, um, meaning not business partner, but a partner in crime, so to speak, with with the talking and not doing, and all of a sudden you start doing it may cause discomfort, right? And I, who knows, maybe that wasn't it at all, but that's how it felt. Um, and I also made a very conscious decision that I was done complaining and just to eliminate the negativity from my life, which the truth is, I, I, I must have said the truth is like 50 times in the show today, I'm sorry. But I've never really been big on either. I'm not a whiner. I'm I'm not. I'm like a get her done kind of girl, right? But I don't have room in my life for people who want to focus on negativity and who are always looking for something to complain about. You guys, it is friggin' exhausting. To this day, I don't understand why you would want to expend the energy. And here's the thing. I... Now I do understand probably because I don't think it's conscious. I think we have, we have a lot of people on the planet that are moving through the world sort of on an autopilot versus a conscious mode of, no, I don't want this crap in my life. But there are a lot of people that don't like the way somebody else does something. They don't like marketing or they don't, not marketing, but the, the like, you know, here, let, let's do an example because that'll probably make the most sense. Russell Brunson, I've told you guys, like I drank the Click Funnels Kool Aid again this year too, all because of his content. All because of his content, you guys. I read Expert Secrets and it was like, boom, my world was turned upside down. And then I realized, oh my gosh, he's got this great podcast. And I love the behind the scenes getting to see the real person. You know, I, I've read some of the reviews because I did leave them a review for the Marketing Secrets podcast. And, you know, one person's, oh, all he does is talk about himself. I'm like, but that's kind of fun. Like I like to see this guy who spent 10 years was literally on the verge of bankruptcy when ClickFunnels sort of accidentally happened. You guys, it's a really neat story. And then you see him building this amazing like sports complex at his house. It's like, he's worked really, really hard for it. And you see how hard he works. Right. But so for people who don't like the funnels and the sales and the upsells and the downsells, 
don't follow him. That's it. Just don't follow him. If that doesn't work for you, don't do it. You guys, I was <laughs> like, F the hustle for how long, right? And then I really took the time to start listening more to Gary Vee, who talks about compassion and doing the right thing and and not complaining, um, which is where I pulled that one from. But, you know, if you don't like the way somebody does something, just shut up about it and find the person that works for you. Find what does inspire you. Oftentimes, it's a distraction. So I do think a lot of people do that, right? Um, and I'm all about venting, you guys. If you have have that friend or that business partner, or the that that place where you can go. All right, I just need to get this out of my body, and you dump it, and then you're done. All right, stop telling stories. You know, it's it's kind of like can you imagine getting cut off in traffic, and you're all bent out of shape, and your ego wants to be right, and so you keep. Oh my God, you're not going to believe what happened to me on the way home from work today. That it, well, every time you tell that story physiologically, your body's, your brain, like you're going to feel that, right? Why would you do that to yourself? (laughs) Why, right? We're kind of crazy as humans. Uh, Anyways, all right. So that that piece of the goodbyes, um, like I said, it was a little bit sad, but I think with all the personal work I've done in my life and the very conscious decision to show up genuinely, and that doesn't mean I don't make mistakes or hurt people's feelings or do things sideways, you guys, I do. And then I I will say, I'm so sorry. That was not my intention. You know, you mean more to me than that. And I really, I can take that. I want, I'm responsible for everything in my life. You guys, I, I live by that motto. Um, sometimes it's a harder pill to swallow, but you know, um, it is, it, it's freeing when it's like, okay, it, it's up to me. Uh, so here are a few other things that I decided to say goodbye to as the year wound down also. Uh, overthinking things. It just hit me. It was like, you don't need to analyze everything. Sometimes you just do it. Stop thinking about whether or not you do, you don't want to do it. Just just do it. And I picked up um, Mel Robbins, wrote a book called The Five Second Rule. And the quick summation of this is, you know, like, let's say you set the alarm to go to the gym. First of all, move your phone so you can't just shut it off or your alarm or whatever. But instead of thinking about whether or not you want to, it's cold, just five, four, three, two, one, you get up and you go. I don't really implement the five, four, three, two, one. But I, I'm like, just put your shoes on and go. Like, just go, right? Walk the dogs. Whatever you need to do. Yes, it's cold. Bundle up. Go. <laughs> you know, stop overthinking things. Um, this year was very clear to me. It's just time to put my health first. I've talked about that before. Um, I'm ready. You know, I've, I'm a juicer, but I don't know what happened with working out. I'm, I'm not one of those people that doesn't like to. I do. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, sitting all day, I need to stand my desk up more, I've got a bare desk. So all those things that's coming. Uh, I am so over trying to monetize every damn thing. You know, you're going to see way more valuable content for me that's just free. I there will be a few ways to do business with me a few offers. That's it. Everything else. Like I'm not going to overthink it. If I feel like doing a hot seat in the Facebook group, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to worry about somebody should be paying me for coaching. I don't know that I ever want to do paid coaching again, or it's going to cost significant. Because I just I don't want to do it. I don't know why. And I love the people I've connected with through coaching. I'd rather just create it and and share it. Right? Because I do have monetization in my business and other ways. Uh, worrying about things that I have no control over. Great example is a delayed launch of lead surveys, right? That was circumstances beyond my control. And, you know, I kept telling Gordon, I'm like, it is what it is. I just trust it. It'll it'll happen. We believe in this product. I, I know without a doubt, you guys, and this is another proclamation, I guess, declaration, I guess, um, 
that I think lead surveys is going to be a game changer for me in my life. I really do. Um, but I think it was Wayne Dyer said something once on one of his uh, audiobooks. I think it was a Buddhist monk who said, if, if you can do something about it, why worry? If you can't do anything about it, why worry? Right? It's kind of, that, that's a knowledge bomb right there. Um, I decided to say goodbye to worrying about what other people think, which is why I just started getting on video. I'm like, get over it. Nobody cares. Just go, go be you. And will there be haters at some point? Sure. Maybe not. I don't know. Just go do it. You cannot immobilize yourself. Um, saying yes to everything. You know, if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit and that's okay. Or if you just don't want to go do something, I did this in December, the first time in my life. Um, my sister had planned a, like a high tea at a restaurant in San Francisco the Friday before Christmas. And I think she made the reservations like five weeks out and for my mom and my aunt and my niece and her and my daughter and I, and I just said, I'm not going to go. I, I, there was nothing about going into San Francisco two days before Christmas, three days before Christmas on a Friday. I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> I love the city. It'll always have a special place in my heart. I was born there, fifth generation, blah, blah, blah. I would prefer though to like, I, my parents live on an acre, beautiful. It's like, like Tahoe, like I'd rather go be in nature than in a city. Um, but I just, I knew, I know now enough about myself that I need a little bit more space. I wanted to enjoy December with fire, with a book, with just feeling cozy and enjoying. I, I simply didn't want to feel overscheduled. That was powerful for me to say, you guys have a great time. I'm, I'm going to bow out. Um, being offended again, I don't do much of this, but, and, but you guys just to each his own, the, the whole thing with the marketing, it's kind of like religion and I'm not going to discuss religion, but I will say, I don't, well, who cares? Like you have your religion, they've got theirs. What, just to each his own, right? I don't know. That's my philosophy. Um, and then the last thing, like I said before, is making a mountain out of a molehill. I'm, I was kind of brilliant at doing that. So um, uh, we stopped doing that. And then last but not least, we are winding down. Um, it's time to say goodbye to the WordPress chick. So I, I shared with you guys a few months back that I was debating on what to do with it, the future of it, all of those things. I had thought about selling it. Last sip of coffee, all gone. Um, I had thought about selling it, the traffic, all that good stuff, but really, or taking on a partner. I'm like, but the WordPress chick is me, right? And so, um, what I'm doing is I will be transitioning everything to kimdoyle.com. The goal is the end of January. Um, and the podcast is just going to move, you guys. It's just going to become the Kim Doyle show. I hope you will continue listening. It's, it's going to be a similar format. And, and you guys, I'll still interview people in the WordPress space. Um, if it's a, something of value, that's pretty much it. But as you can probably tell, I haven't focused a lot on WordPress for a long time. Um, and so I'll delete a lot of old content. I'll do a 301 redirect. Um, I'll be doing a more substantial announcement and more of a celebration. I've got a fun, um, fun thing I'm going to do for the podcast. It's like a free plus shipping thing I'm very excited about. Um, you heard it here first, though. It might roll in February, but the goal is end of January. My dear friend Devinder um, has done a beautiful site for Kind Oil. We're finishing it up. I could not be happier about it. And yeah, so it's 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 a little bit bittersweet. It's it's been a, a journey. Um, it's WordPress will always have a special place in my heart. I will continue to use it for my sites and my content. Um, 
it, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's wild, but you just know, right? Sometimes you just know. So what is coming for 2018? Um, and we're winding this down. So like I said before, uh, the Kim Doyle show.com is coming. So the podcast will transition into that. Um, and I will have just show up TV looking at doing a weekly show. That'll be a live stream and just show up is just the stuff we talked about guys, the stuff about, you know, showing up with where you are and, and how you can use your experiences and uh, to, to show up and be of value to other people, to connect with people, no matter what you're going through, where you're at. Uh, lead surveys, IO, leadsurveys.io. Holy moly, I'm so excited about this. You, like I said, should see it in action uh, on my site by the first uh, end of the first week in January. Um, and as we, we will be onboarding founders in January and, um, a couple of partners that we're, we're bringing on to give accounts to, uh, and working through some stuff, but it'll, should be for sale by the end of the month. Um, so, oh my gosh. And that marketing will kick into full gear and, um, content creators, there will be a premium membership. Uh, I believe I have to talk to, uh, my friend and partner on that, Steve O'Sullivan, but, but, um, I think Anchor will probably be the first. So it'll be basically like a course every month on content. And there'll be some other stuff there. But so that is coming in January as well. Dun, 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 something in person, meaning I have wanted to do host a weekend mastermind for years, my own. And this is the year this is going to happen. I'm thinking in the fall, I will probably what I'd like to do, because it'll be the first go at this is probably rent, you know, some amazing house in Lake Tahoe, you know, for 10 or 12 people. And we'll just dive in, you know, we'll, we'll work through, we're going to whiteboard, we're going to map stuff out, we're going to create content, we're going to record video, we're going to record audio, have some nice meals, sit around, just, I was thinking about bringing masseuses in, but that's just me. But anyway, so there will be a uh, live mastermind um, later this year. 2018. I am going to Funnel Hacking Live at the end of March. So if any of you guys are going, let's connect in person. Uh, I do hope to go to maybe podcast movement as well. Timing always seems to be squirrely with that one because it's summer for me. Um, And more connecting in person, whether that's for an event or simply meeting people for coffee or a meetup or whatever. It's, you know, these, it's really you guys relationships double down on it. I would double down on on taking the time to have conversations. You have no idea where it's going to go. Um, but it's, it's worth it. There's, it's, it's that, um, it's a compound effect as well. And it's, there's so many intangibles, but man, having quality people to connect with and will drive and scale your business faster than anything else. So there you have it, my friends. Happy new year to all of you. I hope you all had lovely holidays, um, are ready to kick some butt in the new year. I, like I said, I think 2018 is going to be a, a pretty, pretty fun year. I'm, it's probably the most excited I've been ever about my business. And that, that feels really good. So um, I love you guys tons. Thanks for listening. Please continue to listen. I have, you know, a handful more of uh, WordPress Chick podcast episodes that'll be coming out, some great interviews. Um, and then it will just transition. So just keeping that, uh, keeping that out there. I'm not totally sure how that's happening right yet but it will be happening. So until next time, again, let's, let's bring in 2018. Let's, let's, you know, make the most of it in a way that works for you. Again, I love you guys. And I will catch you next week.